Good day and welcome to the Fellowcast. This is episode number four. And with me today, uh, I have Bertie van Niekerk. He is the youth leader, the youth pastor of the fellowship, but he is also an evangelist at heart and there's a calling on his life into evangelism. So today we're going to speak to Bertie, not, not just about youth, but about his heart for the lost and evangelism in general. So Bertie, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Waldo. I appreciate the opportunity. So let, let's let's get into it this morning and and just as a as a means of starting off, I know you've got quite a an amazing testimony where you've come from, how you came to salvation, but just give us a quick um, background, a quick st- a quick story of how you ended up at the fellowship. Yeah, so um, for me, used to be used to be a skateboarder, loved a lot of, still do love love a lot of. Uh, um, action, sports, and anything that pumps a bit of adrenaline. So, um, used to be a skateboarder. We had a little skate park here in Malkbos. And long story short, yeah, just was not into all of the best things. A lot, of, a lot of anger and all those things. And somebody actually came across um, across the skate park w- um, and saw me hitting somebody at the skate park um, because I had anger and ugh, I don't know, I can't even remember. But I remember giving a guy a clap at the at the skate park, and they saw this. Um, they went home, and I never knew that, but at that time they were running a Bible study from their house. Um, um, uh, yeah, who's now a good friend of mine, Raina and his sister Cheryl, they ran a Bible study. They actually went and they, they prayed for me, got my name at the skate park. Um, I never met them that day. Prayed for me, prayed for me, and um, yeah, a couple, <laughs> probably a month later, I ended up at that uh, exact Bible study. Wow. Uh, never met them before, and how I ended up there is just my cousin kept on wanting, like dragging me, come to the Bible study, and <sighs> I was probably you could say a Christian, but not a Christian, mm-hmm. not a real Christian. I had no relationship with the Lord at that at that time, and um, <coughs> oh, sorry, so just no relationship with the Lord. Ended up yeah. by them dragging me to the Bible study. Um, and they got me with the thing that there will be nice girls. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So always I ended up going. That's always a. It's a good. It's a good way. It's a good strategic plan. That. <laughs> um, so I ended up going there the one day to drop them off. Um, I dropped them off at this Bible study. I I I, I, w- I went in, um, and yeah, people just loved me, and I didn't feel judged. But um, uh, Rainer picked up his guitar, started worshiping, and while he worshipped on his guitar. I encountered the Lord like never before, and and that was for me amazing. Um, yeah, turned my whole life around. Um, worked at a bottle store, um, left all of those things, yeah. and yeah, how I ended up at the fellowship um, at our church at the moment is Reno. Um, went to I went to his church, started visiting his church. Long story short, there was a skate contest that happened at this church. Um, somebody, some of the youth guys at that stage had a skateboarding competition here. Um, came checked it out. And um, started coming a bit more, seeing a bit more. And yeah, that's how I ended up here. Got asked to lead the youth and um, been doing it ever since. Yeah, sure. That's quite a quite an amazing story. And, and like you said there, you, you got involved and eventually you ended up being becoming the youth pastor. And and did you ever did you ever imagine yourself or think that you would end up in full time ministry? Was that ever something in your head? Yeah, that no, definitely not. To be honest, at that stage I was running a, a surf school. Um, I was doing surf lessons and I was very happy with that. Uh, loved the ocean. Was always uh, on the beach and uh, I loved connecting with people and yeah. I still do. But that was just I, I was I was happy. Yeah. And then um, the guy that uh, ran the youth before me. Um, 
he I, I, so I served under him I just helped around at the youth and was involved and but n- that was that is what I thought never anything further than that he ended up going overseas to study further and through that there was a position opening um, church approached me and I said no I said no I'm not interested mm. uh, church approached me again and I said no I'm not interested and yeah there was a couple of approaches and I just wasn't interested because I didn't see myself there at all yeah. um, and um, what happened is I I walked, uh, I gave guitar lessons to a guy in Malkbos and at that stage my car was broken or something and I walked with, walked home with my guitar and then I, for the, I really started feeling the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, but why are you resisting mm. w- how I want to use the you? Goal in your life, yeah. Yeah. And I, ca- I just I had a conversation, I th- people probably thought I was crazy walking with a guitar um, on down in the street and just starting having this conversation with the Lord saying, but I'm not equipped and I don't see myself doing that and and I, c- I can't see I can't see that happening, um, but before I got home, um, I made a decision to say, "Well, Lord, if this is you, then you're gonna have to open the doors, which was open at that stage. But you're gonna have to equip me." Mm. And and yeah, so I ended up taking taking the well, if I call it a job, but I ended up yeah taking the taking the call taking the call, and um, it's quite a couple of years now and it's been what nine years i ten think years? it's been nine almost probably ten years sure. now probably nine years and yeah uh i don't know why <laughs> why i resisted the lord so much yeah. in that time awesome yeah. and and what is it about what is it about the youth um and and specifically working with with young people that that grabbed your heart i know you said y- you you were kind of pulled in through that mm. type of ministry but what is it specifically for you that you would say, this is why I love working with the youth. Yeah, so definitely one of the big things, because being a skateboarder and and just loving sports and stuff, I always looked up to the older guys. Like, mm. I would surf with the older guys, I would hang out with the older guys. I, I would always, like, and uh, yeah, just be around the older guys. And to be honest, there was no real good role models yeah. for me. The What the guys showed me and the type of things that I got involved in with, with all of them and stuff was, wasn't things that... Um, yeah, that was no real mentorship. There was no role models. It was just live life if it's your last day, but in in a worldly sense. Mm. So um, when I when I really came to salvation and, and I, if I can say I really became a Christian and, and turned my life around, I really started feeling in my heart that there needs to be more people that can invest in youngsters to show them that there is something different, that life isn't about what the world just offers. You can still have fun. Like I say, I mean, I love doing anything that's extreme, mm. but you can do it for the glory of the Lord. Um, so that's one thing why I really believe I want to work with the youngsters, and I love working with the youngsters, mm. is because um, the fact that I never had great role models. And it's almost like the youth of the day gets a bit neglected in the sense yeah. of they just the youngsters, when they are older then we can invest in them. Yeah. Um, or when they have yeah, proper jobs or something like that, where I see it as now is the time to invest in them, in them so that when they are older, then they, they're incredible fathers and husbands mm. and, and just love, love people mm. and, and love the Lord. Yeah, and I can honestly say by be having worked with you and seeing how you work with the kids that that is really hard, that you, you like to build relationship and that you do draw them in and that you show them more than just a, a Friday night kind of ministry that you invest in their lives and you, you spend time with them outside of church time, so to speak. And, and I think you saw a need that you as a, as a young man had and you are now filling that need in other people's lives, which is awesome. We praise God for that. So obviously... 
youth ministry isn't all that you do around church. It's it's not all uh, as this this episode is to to give people also an idea of what you do around the church more than just the youth ministry. And um, obviously, youth isn't all that you do. Um, you have a you have a heart for the lost, and and I mean we would call that evangelism. And and it's clear that there's a call on your life for evangelism because you just naturally do it. Um, but where where or how would you say did that start? That that heart for the lost and reaching people outside where where or how would you say did that start for you yeah um i've I've thought about this uh, quite often and and it's i really would say to answer your question i think where it started is just by reading the gospels Mm -hmm. for me reading the gospels matthew mark luke john i see how jesus lived and and i see the model that he said and whether you want to call jesus the best evangelist there was or whatever but that's what he did he shared the good news he loved people he healed the sick he, mm-hmm. he did all of those things and he came to die for us so when i look at that i find no better example than than the life of jesus yeah. so if i read the gospels um then then for me i look at it and i go but that's how i want to live that if I want to ever base my life on somebody, yes, Paul did incredible things in the Bible and get excited about these things and I get challenged, but I want to live like Jesus yeah. and, and that's my heart and that's what I what I really want to see. So if that, uh, probably that's where it started. Mm. Um, it probably started with just starting to read the Gospels and going, but am I living like this? Am I actually doing what Jesus has commanded me to do, what God has commanded me, what his word commands me to do? Or am I just a Sunday sitting or seat sitting Christian? I don't know if that's even the right word, but just coming to church on Sundays and going home again. And and that's your Christian walk rather than to see that there is a lost and the broken out there. Mm. Um, I'm I'm reminded of the scripture where Jesus said, I didn't come for those who are healthy, I came for those that's sick, needing a doctor. And we have a world full of that everywhere. Um, so yeah, but it definitely came from reading the Gospels. Mm. And and I know you you're quite a, a practical guy, and, and you like to keep things simple, keep it easy for people to to grasp and and to come alongside and and do it with you. What are some of the um, ways that you live out? You know, practical ways that you live out loving on people outside. I know you do it, but I- for those listening, h- how would you say are just some simple ways that you actually um, evangelize and love on people outside of of the building? Yeah, so for me, I definitely, you're 100% right, everything needs to be practical, and it needs to be simple. Um, yeah, if, so I, I, I don't go to people, and I really, you said, Nana, I really believe in relationships, building relationships with people, mm. and making just, and loving people, because that's what I, s- what I see Jesus did. Um, so if I approach somebody, whether it's in the shop, it's, I don't go with a mindset of who can I get saved today. Yeah. That's not my, my heart because people need to be si- disciple. There needs to be a road walked with them. So I go with a mindset like, Lord, what do you want to do today? So if I'm in checkers or I'm in pick and pay or wherever I am at the petrol station, I have conversations with people. I just chat with them. How's your day? What's your name? How are you doing? Mm. And without fail, every time there's a door opening somewhere. So the Lord just opens a door or people will just go like, you know, I'm not feeling well today. Oh, why are you not feeling well? I got a headache. Wow. Do you mind if I pray for you? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit weird, but you can. Okay, <laughs> great. Then I pray for them. And yes, sometimes the Lord heals them and they encounter his love. Other times, y- maybe they don't get healed. But just the fact that actually somebody cares and somebody has a conversation with them, mm-hmm. that that I believe shows the love of the Lord. That plants seeds. Yeah. Um, if you just go to your local sh- um 
supermarket or shopping center or whatever and you just you just look at people people are in their own zone and they just do whatever they need to do grab their stuff get their things and out of there even paying at the toll like you don't see conversations Mm. you just see hand your card and grab your groceries and get out of there rather than just how you're doing today how was your day till what time are you working Mm. um and just that i believe is how i i practically try to love people and I always look for opportunities you don't have to look far there's always an opportunity mm. to just share the Lord's love and, and and through these things I believe I get an opportunity to share the good news and the gospel mm. yeah that's actually so amazing because I think we do get caught up in all the technicalities and, and something that you mentioned is also it is it is really simple it's like building a relationship it's saying hi or just giving a smile and, and I think um, it's something that as uh, just listening to you it's something that it didn't that it dis- doesn't just happen maybe for some people it does personality wise or whatever but uh, it sounds like it's something that you grow into it's something that you have to build a confidence in um would you say it's always been second nature to you or is this is it something that you've you've had to grow in as well yeah it's definitely something that i've also had to grow in um in the sense of that but if you can if we can go to the place where you get your mind around the fact that it's not about grab my Bible and go there and let me read scripture to them yeah. and, and preach to them. That makes me very nervous, yeah. I'll be honest with you. And it makes people nervous. Um, and I'm not saying we should not do it like that, but what works for me is just being who I am mm. and just chatting to people. So I also had to grow into it because, I mean, I, I read the Bible and I go, yes, this is what I need, what I want to do. And, I, and the Bible says I need to go. I need to go make disciples. I need to preach the gospel and all this. I need to go heal the sick. That's what the Bible says. And then when I go, I'm nervous. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I am nervous. My heart races and probably leaves my chest. And then mm. I have to just get over myself in that moment and go, but it isn't about me. Mm. Like, Lord, how do you want to use me? What do you want to do? Because at this moment, it's about that person. Not about, are they going to reject me? Am I going to be embarrassed? That's the biggest like problem normally is just us. That fear. If you, yeah, that fear, fear of man. And just if you can get yourself out of the way and look at the person and go, Lord, how do you want to use me? What do you want to say? What do you want to do? Mm. Then it becomes a lot easier, I have found, for me. Because then I'm not worried about what's going to happen next yeah. i just really trust the lord in that but definitely something i had to grow in still something i'm growing in um every time i have a conversation at the shop um i had the the other day at eden on the bay um had a conversation with a lady that had a really bad knee mm. um i didn't know that i saw her limping just had a chat with her um and in the next moment she just lifts up her dress a little bit and showed us she's got a brace on her knee knees really bad been for six years walks terribly um and then there's a nervousness in my heart because i go i know i need to pray pray, for her Uh, but it is eden on the bay and (laughs) there's lots of people around and people are walking past but but i know i need to pray for her because i believe the lord really wants to touch her Mm. and when you remove yourself and then you pray for her the lord healed her Mm incredibly she walked away Come there on. praising jesus and completely healed sure. but yeah it's not easy yeah. it is getting over yourself it takes a bit of guts and i think that's no. that's where you have to rely on the holy spirit and uh, i was gonna ask you um for some some tips for people that are fearful and that are afraid that want to do these things but i think you've mentioned so many 
but the, uh, one of the keys that I just want to lift out is that you said that it's not about it's not about me. It's about the, that person. It's uh, I think uh, Heidi Baker says it, it's loving the one or, or stopping for the one. And I think if we if we just get out of our heads and and stop overanalyzing and we just love in a simple way, which you've mentioned in all these in this testimony, just just being interested in someone, um, it opens the door and God does really does the work um so that's awesome and and i was going to ask you to share a testimony uh, maybe you you shared about the lady's leg but i know you you get to see a lot of stuff happening specifically healings um salvations obviously people giving their lives to the lord what are, what is maybe one that has stood out for you in in, in recent times yeah so i, I just one of the the one of this just i saw one of those that I, I can't get over it like i'm amazed by what the lord has done but um so so recently um the church got a call from a from a gentleman who's he's 74 years or so old mm. and got a call that i think he had cancer and he had a stroke and he was lying in the hospital and he wasn't in a good in a good place and and the the, the doctors didn't believe he was going to make it probably to the end of the night so just got a call the church um secretary saying would somebody come lead him to jesus mm. Um, but at that stage, it, they said he couldn't, he couldn't, um, he couldn't talk, he couldn't respond back, and they also said that he doesn't want to know anything about Jesus. Okay. So I got a call saying, "Would you go visit this guy and would you share the gospel with him?" To be honest, I s- first of all, I in my mind, I just said, "No, mm. no, I can't do this." For why he's busy dying. Second of all, he doesn't want to know about God, and then he can't communicate or respond. So I first said no. Um, The Lord really convicted me. Mm. Um, Ended up driving there, but in the car, just had a conversation with the Lord. Say, well, if this is not going to be you, then I don't know. I'm going to look like a fool. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and then that thing came in again. I don't want to waste my time and and me, me, me. And then when I removed myself again, I ended up getting there, and um, yeah, really encountered the lord just did something awesome i had an opportunity he actually that morning started responding again so which was beautiful um but i'll make the testimony quite short but just what what ended up happening is i had probably two three minutes where i just shared with him the lord's love Mm. and he looked at me and he said i want that and and i mean i got tears in my eyes there and, and i said really he says yes i want that and he gave his life to the lord um sure they um prayed over him and it was exciting for yeah, me. Amazing, wow. And and at the end of the day, a couple of days, I prayed for the Lord to heal him and all of those things. He passed away a couple of days later. But I left that hospital um, honestly in tears. I left that hospital and I was like, Lord, I, there's nothing you cannot do. Yeah. Like it's amazing what you can do if we just, like we're all in there. Yeah. Like it's, we. Just give over. It's all you, Lord. Like, and I'm willing, I'm offering up my time. I'm offer up, offering up me and I'm going. Um, yeah, so that was a testimony that's still today. Um, it just sits deep in my heart. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing because uh, of everything that we've seen happen and can see happen and that we read about in the Word, salvations, it's still the biggest miracle when someone is saved from from uh, an eternity of torture and torment and death into the life that Jesus paid for. I mean, we don't always think about it that way because we don't get to see it in the way that we see a physical healing or a, you know, a prophetic word going out or something. But that is, if we wrap our heads around that, that is the whole, all of heaven celebrates in that moment. So that's really amazing. And trusting that you will see or hear many more of those stories, not just in hospital beds, but, but everywhere. Um, that that people go out to to share the gospel. Um, 
just uh, obviously there's always success stories uh, when it comes to to evangelism there's like stories like this but then le let's say do you have any horror stories so to speak or some some stories that that you s you know this isn't all glitz and glamour you know it's not always what people think it is um, any maybe specific story that that you think back on and say wow that wasn't didn't go down that well yeah definitely <laughs> but i just i want to start off by saying this i think one of the and i'm going to get to your mm. to your question now but one of the things i think what we all we often think is that people are going to say no they don't want prayer yeah. or, or or just get away from me um but if we just come with the right attitude the attitude of love mm. i've only since i've been doing this twice only twice have i ever somebody said to me no i don't want your prayer sure out of all of the times we prayed for people, had conversations with people twice. Um, but uh, but the enemy lies to us and he says, but they g everybody's going to say no. Yeah. People want to be loved. People want to be in a space where they feel loved and accepted and just that somebody cares. So yeah, um, long story short, I um, just as I was pretty much, I don't want to say starting off with this, but getting really excited to live like Jesus. So there was a lady sitting on the beach um, and I saw she had a cast on so I went, I saw her sitting on the beach with her family. I stopped my car, got out of the car, and like literally as I come, came close to her, I turned around and <laughs> I went back to the car. Um, and, and it took me a long, long time. You can ask my wife a really long time. I eventually just couldn't get over myself to go pray for this lady um, and, and just to have a conversation with her. So I was up and down the beach, up and back in the car, and then I made a deal with the Lord. I said, just never make a deal with the Lord, but anyway, I made a deal with him. I said, Lord, I'm going to go home because I, I just can't get over myself. I'm going to go have some coffee. And when I do come back again and she's still here, then I know I must <laughs> pray for her. We tried to justify it for ourselves because the Bible says we have to pray for yeah. people. So I don't need anything more than that. Um, it's just getting over myself. So eventually I went home and got back to the beach and she was still sitting there. So I got all the guts together, got out of the car, walked straight up to her. And I said, hey, ma'am, how are you doing? Hope you're well. I said, I see that your leg is obviously damaged and broken. Do you mind if I pray for it? And she looked up me to me <laughs> and she said, no, thank you. And I went, what? You must be joking. What do you mean, no, thank you? <laughs> like, this is taking me pretty much the whole day. To build up the to courage. To build up the courage. Do you not understand? And and then I'd, I thought, no, I can't leave it here. So I said, um, ma'am, I'm not weird, anything. <laughs> I love Jesus. And really, I believe that he, he can touch you. I think there's nothing he cannot do. Like, And I'll just quickly pray for you, if you don't mind. And she, she looked up very graciously, and she said, uh, young man, I really don't need your prayer. I appreciate that, but I really don't need it. I'm fine. Okay. So I said, okay, thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> we always have to respect people, yeah. and that's a part of loving them. So I turned around. I got in the car. And I have to be honest, I was broken. Mm. So tears rolled down the eyes. I was embarrassed. I felt like a fool. Yeah. And and then I wrestled with the Lord. Like, I really did. Um, and probably for about a month, to yeah. be honest, I really wrestled with the Lord where I went, God, you made a fool out of me. Mm. Um, I stepped out, and this is what happened. Um, and I'm going to be very honest to a space where I just even, like, well, I doubted a lot of things. Mm. But in that time, the Lord brought me to a space where he just showed me that it is not about me. Humble yourself. It's not about you. Are you willing to be a fool for me? Are you willing to do whatever? Um because for, for my sake and for my name. So yeah, I got over myself. I did some repenting. But that was a journey of learning. Yeah. And that, that's still a journey every day. 
that it is not about me. Because if it's about me needing to pray for that lady, then it's going to be about me when she gets healed. Then I'm going to take the glory as well, rather than, Lord, what do you want to do? And then I give you the glory and I reflect you at the end of the day so that people see you and not me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good to hear these kinds of of stories as well, because I think often we can glamorize ministry stuff, and it seems like it's always going well. Where that's part of the growth, um, which we talked about earlier, you know, building your confidence, growing in that, which means somewhere you're gonna f- fail. If if we had to call it failure, you didn't really fail because you stepped out in faith. But somewhere we might not reach the goal or the target that we wanted to. But who knows? Just you reaching out to that lady. That like you said earlier as well, it's a seed planted, um, and she might m- remember that one day as someone that came in love and respected her as well. So, so thank you for being real and sharing those as well. I think people need to hear that. So, just in terms of the fellowship church um, a- a- and evangelism around around inside of our church and around the church, um, what would you say is your art um, for the ministry of evangelism? What what would you love to see happen in the fellowship through evangelism? Yeah, so for I definitely what I would I would just want people to catch just catch the heart of Jesus in the sense of the lost, mm. so that people realize that there is a lost and a broken world out there, um, and they pe- people need Jesus. Mm. I, I just think if if He could have saved each and every one of us, then He can save anyone out there as well. But it's we just need to get that heart mm. that He loves the lost. I mean, ju- if you look at some statistics, it it just shows that people aren't just going to walk into into church and I want to be a Christian. Mm. Like that, I'm not saying it cannot happen, but it's not the norm. Um, so for me, it is to to just to people get that awakening in their hearts and and just to see that there is a responsibility as Christians on our part to go out and love people, mm. to share the gospel. Um, one of the scriptures that really speaks to my heart so much, it's Romans 10 verse 14. And I'm just going to quickly, and it says, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one in whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Yeah. That's just one of those things that, that, that I believe that it's it's whether you're evangelist or not, we each and every one of us as Christians has a responsibility to love the lost and to share the gospel with them. Mm. So for a, from a fellowship point of view, my heart is that people catch that, yeah. that it's not about just coming to church on Sunday, that it's not about we've heard a great message and we go home, but it's about this. I, I see the church as your petrol station where you get filled up, you, you can fellowship, you c- corporately worship together, but from from the rest of the, from Monday to Sunday again, that is our mission field. Mm. Whether you're at work or whatever you do, that's the place where you can make an impact. You can love people. You can share the gospel. And you can bring glory to the Lord's mm. name. Sure, that's really, for, for me personally, that is inspiring. And I think we, we need to hear more of that and and i want to i want to finish off by giving you an opportunity just to i know you i'm fired up just by listening to the stories uh, the testimonies and, and your art for this but but just to um you know some some last words of of encouragement and firing people up for for evangelism and, and not saying i mean it's maybe some other time we can speak about you know being an evangelist and and just evangelizing the difference between that to today we won't go there because we, we might need another half an hour but I think just to 
encourage people to step into this and 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 if you don't mind maybe just praying over those who are listening um that that god will touch them and and fire us up and, and plant something in our hearts for for the lost like yes for you if, if you don't mind doing that yeah definitely yeah so i just one of the biggest things is that we need to know that people are not a project mm. it's not just a little a gimmick or a project let's see if this thing works um, it needs to be real and it needs to come out of love. The Lord makes it so clear. So for if if you if you really want to get to the space where this is becomes a reality and a lifestyle, if we call it, we have to know that it's about loving mm. people. Um, so yeah, for I, I just I believe that the Lord has equipped uh, equipped us. He gave us His Word. He gave us Jesus as the best example there is. Mm. Um, now just start doing it just start doing it if i can encourage people with this scripture just as well matthew 10 verse 7 as you go preach this message the kingdom of heaven is near then it just says it says heal the sick raise the dead cleanse the lepers drive out the the demons freely you have received freely give the lord says we freely received we received the holy spirit and the holy spirit empowers us to do these things it's not out of our own strength it's just out of obedience and then he takes over every single time when this happens when 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 i encounter somebody the holy spirit takes over so yeah just that would be my encouragement Mm. and um just allow the holy spirit to take over remove yourself and and just take the guts take the risk take the risk and just step out Mm. whatever happens just trust the lord in it take 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 the risk that's big. So will you pray for us? Yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah, Father, I thank you for just your grace and your love on our lives. Father, I thank you that, that you loved us first, Lord. Your word says you loved us first, Lord. And and I thank you, Father, that you are the one that equipped us, Father. Equips us, Father. You are the one that gives us the strength. And you are the one that, that gave us your Holy Spirit to be able to do these things. Father, your word says we will do even greater things than what you've done, Father. And not so that we can boast in it, but that, Father, people can see that you love them that you care about them and that we can give you the glory and the honor that you deserve. Lord, so I want to pray for everybody, just, yeah, everybody that you would awaken a heart mm. of love for people yes. inside of us. Father, that you would put a passion and a desire and a hunger and a burning in our hearts for the lost, Father. Mm. For those that is still, still, yeah, dwelling around, Father, like meaningless and, and, and Father, going to hell, Lord. I pray that you give us such a heart for for everybody out there, Father, mm. that we would we would look at them through your eyes, Jesus, that we would see them and go, this is one of your sons and your daughters that you love and you care about so dearly, that you, you offered up your life and that we might treat them in the same way. Lord, I pray that we would get over ourselves and that we would make it about you and about your people. Father, you said that we need to love you and we need to love each other, Lord. Mm. So would you awaken a passion and a desire in us for the lost, Lord? And would you help us to take a risk and to have guts, Father, mm. to step out of our comfort zones and yeah, to put ourselves aside? I pray that it will even start happening today already for each and every one of us, yeah. Father, including me, yeah. in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Bertie. And, and thank you for just sharing your heart and, and, and the wisdom that you have in this and, and for sharing your journey. I really appreciate your time. 
I'll definitely try to get you back and chat, chat on this a little bit more. I think there's so much more there is to, to talk about this and just even share testimonies and get people encouraged because the more we hear, the more we know that it's possible. So thank you so much. And next up, we'll have uh, Kerry Stewart coming in and, and she's going to be speaking with us to uh, into the prophetic ministry of our church. Uh, this has been the fourth episode of the Fellow Cast, and you've listened to me, your host, Valdu. And thanks again, Bertie, for visiting us. Until next time, bye-bye.